0: Hello, I am Agent Woodchuck. This is my colleague, Agent Dung Beetle. I'm, I'm here to pass on some top secret information. The government has developed an air freshener that is activated by mind control. It makes sense if you think about it. That was dumb, This is a dad joke. All right, so anyway, agents, on our season before you head back into the mission field. Our time together has been critical to support the mission. You are to be commended for the work you're going to be doing and what you're going to accomplish. But there's much more work to be done. Other agents have gone before you and done the same job. They will continue the mission after you. You will need to train up for future agents to continue the work that has been started, just as you're being taught now. Today we will focus on our attention or focus our attention on the best way to receive and pass along critical instructions. This is a significant step in the start and continuation of all the hard work you're gonna do. It would be a shame to see it end with just you. So let's get started.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. M- <laughs> Mr. Dunbeetle is going to help us today with our first mission. Our first mission, we have an activity do, to do, and you guys get to help me, all right? So we are looking for the experts, all right? So we're going to have Mr. Agent Dunbeetle pull out our missions. Who wants to be the first one? So what we get to do is we get to come up here and we get to play a little bit of Pictionary, all right? You've got a job on, on the paper and you guys get to use the dry erase board and we all, the whole audience gets to help figure out what you guys are um, trying to hint to. Are you ready? Who wants to be my first one? Everybody's scared. Bella's ready. All right. You got a mission for her?
2: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> All right. So don't, don't be bashful. Now, this service is going to be really interactive. I'm going to need you guys to be loud. I'm going to need you guys to, you got it? There you go. All right. So you ready? All right. Here we go. Our first first job is, let's go for it, Bella. Make it big so we can guess. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh. oh, nice! Do you want to go next? You're gonna be. Uh, thank you, thank you, Bella. That was great drawing. All right. So Miss Alice is next. All right. Agent Beetle, what's it gonna be? All right, Alice, go for it. Our next our next guess. Draw big, babe. Veteran. <laughs> Ooh, what's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? Oh, That was good. That was good. That was impressive. I must say, am I blocking you guys? I'm sorry if I am. Okay. All right. Do you want to do the next one? No. All right. Do I have anyone in the audience that wants to do this? Logan? All right, Logan. He just got told. Come on down, Logan. All right. Mr. Agent Dunbeetle's gonna help you today. If he needs to give you hints, he can give you hints too. Our secret mission, all right. Uh, There you go. All right, we're ready, we're ready. Teacher, teacher, yeah. That's impressive! was really impressive. <laughs> Jamie, do you, who was that? Yeah. Jen, that was impressive. Do you want to do the next one? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Mr. Agent, how many more do we have? Uh, three. Three. Okay. We're doing good. We're doing good. All right, we're ready. we're ready. Oh, nice. Easton, you want to go next, buddy? All right. <laughs> yeah, we hit them around the room. We just only shared it with certain people. You're on it. Nice, nice. All right. JJ wants to go next. Oh, that's the last one. Oh, JJ, hang on. Can I have you help with something else? I have, I have one more special mission, so I'll, ha- I'll let you help me with the next one. My last mission, I have planned for one person, you. Miss <laughs> Linda is going to join us for this one. All right, Miss Linda, the last mission. A pizza. <laughs> Oh, uh, we have another one on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely secret. <laughs> uh, Circle. Mine. Dis- <inaudible> Murder. Pastor. pastor. Waiter. Pastor. I heard pastor. Amen. Construction
0: worker. Preacher.
1: Preacher. Preacher. Preacher.
3: Preacher. Preacher. Man. Disciple. Priest. Yes. I mean, man.
1: Okay. <laughs> So we have a church. We have a pastor. These are all very hot. You're hot. You're hot. We have a pastor. We have a church. Missionary. We have, what is a pastor? Is he a, he's a teacher. He's a shepherd. So what is a shepherd? A... What a leader, So, we have it. Let's pull it together. Church leader. All right. That was great, guys. That was great. Yeah, you can erase it. So, as we continue to talk today, I'm just going to tell you that this lesson wasn't planned by me. God had it planned because as I went through our lessons, this is what landed today and we're talking about church leaders. So God has a big plan today for our church, and I feel like he's leading us, and this service today and our mission fair is all part of that. And let me tell you, the devil doesn't like it because he has broke the printer, he's broke the computers. Everything has gone not as we expected. It should have been much easier To get this all organized and put into place, but the devil doesn't want this today. But you know what? God's bigger. So as we talk today, we're going to talk about church leaders and we're going to talk about how God puts us all on mission. You don't have to be up here to be on mission. You can be on mission everywhere. So as we continue to talk about this today, we're going to uh, look at Paul. And how Paul was a leader. And Paul was an encourager. And you know what? At times he had to point out some things that churches weren't doing correct. So it kind of gets a little dirty sometimes. But God's with us. We're not alone. Okay? So as we um, go through um, today, uh, our next thing is our big picture question. Jeff, I'm going to go ahead and let you take control. Okay? Okay? if you want to. So our big picture question, this whole unit has been, what is our mission as Christians? Guys, do you remember? Can anybody, 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 Anybody. Bella to to spread the gospel. Can you go to the next screen for me? All right. Our mission is to make disciples out of all nations by power of the Holy spirit. Okay. That's our mission. So we talked about being commissioned to go out. Our verse this week, this past unit, has been the great commission. We talked about commission. Does anybody remember? That's kind of a big word, isn't it? Anybody have, can, can anybody tell me what commission means? Adults, anybody? Being quiet. So commissioning is granting the power to go granting the power to go. So that doesn't mean that we're on our own. He's with us, right? Because he gives us the Holy Spirit to go with us. So as we go on mission, this is all of us. We're all to go out and do that. All right, so Mr. Agent Dung Beetle, can you show me our mystery map on the back here? Nope, it's gonna go this way. Amy, can you help him? Thank you. All right, so as we go through, as we talked about the gospel project, we go through chronological order. All right, so the Bible is our map. It's our guideline. So our GPS systems, per se. All right, so as we go through, we have an actual map that tells us where we're at. So this is where we've been this past unit. We are talking about all the great things that God calls the church to be unified to do together. So um, as we go through and we look at this, our great commission, we're sharing the gospel, right? We're sharing the gospel. So we've talked about the five steps of the gospel, right? Our gospel plan. We're working with the kids to teach them how to make it easy to share the gospel as they go out. We know what God rules, right? Okay. How do we know God rules? Do you guys remember? He created everything, right? Genesis 1, he created everything. We know God rules. All right? Then what happened? Sin happened, right? Sin entered the world. We are all sinners. Pastor Rick's been talking about that, how we've all became, we are all sinners. So we all need saved, right? Right? But the great news is, God knew that all along, right? He knew that all along, and he provided. How did he provide? He died on the cross. He sent Jesus, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He provided, and we know that Jesus gave the greatest gift, right? We're getting ready to celebrate this. It's something to celebrate, right? It's something to tell others about. Yes, Bella? He did. He gave us forgiveness, right? That he was the ultimate sacrifice for us. Because you know what's, what always touches my heart is God has heaven. And he has all these beautiful things in heaven. But he wants us there with him. And he doesn't want just us. He wants us to share that with others, right? He wants us to go and respond, Right? So he's commissioning us to respond by going and telling others about him. So these are some of the ways that we're trying to empower our kids to be able and to give those five simple steps on what it is to be a follower, to be a Jesus follower. Um, As we go through now, we're getting ready to um, jump into our lesson. Our lesson, we are in the New Testament? Can anybody tell me why it's the New Testament? You guys can yell it. What? Yes, Jesus. Jesus was here. He changed everything, right? <laughs> not all the, not all the um, Jewish believers were thrilled with that, though, right? Okay. So as we um, jump into the lesson today, we are um, in 1 Timothy. And Titus, and we're following Paul's mission as he goes out to be a church leader and to encourage church leaders.
4: Before Jesus returned to heaven, he told his followers that the Holy Spirit would give them power to share the gospel in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria until and the end of the earth. That is exactly what happened. The early church grew spreading out in different cities as more and more people heard the gospel and trusted in Jesus. The believers met together, and the leaders taught them about God and about how Christians should live. Ah. Paul wrote letters to some of the leaders in the church. Two of these leaders were Timothy and Titus. Timothy was Paul's friend. He had traveled with Paul and helped him. Now, Timothy was a leader at the church in Ephesus. In his letter to Timothy, Paul reminded him not to let anyone look down on him and listen to them. Paul said, be an example of what a believer says and does. Timothy could show people how to live, how to love, and how to trust God. Paul also taught Timothy to read the scriptures for the believers in the church. He taught him to be patient and to correct people when they do wrong things. Timothy can encourage believers by teaching them what is right. Timothy can teach God's word and always be ready to share the gospel. Being a leader in the church is not easy. Paul told Timothy that God had chosen him to lead. Paul wrote, do not be afraid to suffer for the water. Titus was a Gentile believer and leader. He was also a friend of Paul's. Titus had traveled with Paul and was on the island of Crete to help train more church leaders. When Paul wrote to Titus, he explained why believers should live in a way that pleases God. Paul explained that God is gracious to sinners. God gave us what we do not deserve when he provided a way for people to be saved from sin. Because of this, we want to do what is right. We want to live in ways that please God. Jesus died on the cross to rescue us from sin and death, and we want to do what is good because he loves us. We know that one day Jesus will come again. Paul wrote to guide Timothy and Titus and to help all church leaders know how to lead God's people. Church leaders help believers know what is true, and they serve the church by following the example of Jesus who served us by dying on the cross for our
1: sins. Okay, so Paul was a leader. He had started multiple churches at this point. All right, so would you call him an expert? Probably. I mean, he had God along with him, so he knew, he had some wisdom to be able to share with the other church leaders. All right, so think about this. Just like our veterinarian, are we going to, if our dog's sick, are we gonna take him to the plumber to fix him? No? Okay, we would take them to the vet, right? All right, if our electric electric isn't working, we're sure not gonna call a plumber, right? (laughs) No, that would be a bad move, bad move. Okay, so God called Paul to go and mentor the church, different churches, okay? Because remember, the goal was to spread the word, all right? He didn't want it to stay, God didn't plan for it to stay in one place. He planned for it to go Everywhere, Okay? I'm thankful for that because of that mission. I'm here today. Okay? You're here today. Because this mission is to continue. And it takes discipleship. That's kind of a big word, isn't it, guys? So discipleship means mentoring and teaching you guys. Okay? It takes that to lead our future church that's setting on these front two roles. Okay? This is our future. But if we're not responding and not sharing the good news and the gospel, remember, because that's the gospel plan. Okay? Sharing the good news. All right? So that's why it's really important. And Paul knew that because he knew that it took that to spread the word, okay? So um, why do you guys think that he chose Timothy and Titus? Because they were believers, right? And our story says today that they, went, they had been with Paul and they had went with Paul. He'd kind of already mentored them, guided them, and discipled them, right? So that, that led him to give to give that task to them because you can't be in all the different churches, right? Um, you can't lead 20 different churches. I try to lead 17 clinics at work. It's hard. <laughs> so it's really hard. So God has a plan, but in each one of if I if I tried to run my clinics, my 17 clinics across the South Missouri and I didn't have a leader in each one, it's going to fail. Okay. So we need these church leaders. We need to empower them. We need to commission them. We need to commission you guys on mission, on the school bus, at the lunchroom, right? Be alert to those that are um, hurting that might need a friend, Maybe it's the new kid in class. It's those moments that they see something a little bit different, and they might wonder a little bit, "What what makes Molly different? She's so friendly. She's always joyful. She's always willing to share. All of those things, you don't have to go and speak the Bible all the time. Just sharing those things can show them love, right? That's what we're called to do. So Paul told the church leaders to trust and obey God. Being a church leader isn't always easy, right? I can, I can look around and I can see our leaders in the back. Mike being thrilled to be called up and being voluntold to come up on stage and be an FBI agent. He's probably thanking some some things about me today, but that's okay. That's okay. It's all for the same mission, right? So we all have the things that put us outside of our comfort zone sometimes, right? But the good news is God doesn't call us to be alone. He tells us that he's with us in everything we do. That'll go back to old school time. Everywhere we go, God's always with us. So we learn from those that have gone before us. If we as adults are not sharing our experience and sharing our wisdom and being understanding during the hard times and looking for those opportunities to feed those around us, we're missing our mission. Okay? Our mission is to lead doesn't matter if you're up here or in the seat. Our mission is to go and lead our people, okay? We want this mission to continue through the little Hadleys, through your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. This needs to continue to be um, the future of our church. So Paul wrote to guide Timothy and Titus to help all church leaders to know how to lead God's people So yes, the Bible tells us, Paul's given that, that's in the Bible. God's given that to us to learn as well as leaders to go and um, lead them. So church leaders help believers know what is true. Okay. So outside the box here, God's called you to do something. How many times, how many of you out there have heard, why is he calling you? He's not really calling you. I know I have. I struggled with that at the beginning um, of becoming a church leader, of becoming the children's church leader because why would he call me? But the thing about it is, is I'm not the same person that I was 14 years ago as I am now. God's, I've got people in my life that have mentored me and led me and that's what we're called to do for one another, is to be there, to be support and help one another through, the, through serving others. So we follow Jesus not to earn his love, but because of his love for us. So what a great truth to share, right? That's something you don't want to keep just tucked in, inside. You want to share that with others. So we've got one more video for you guys to watch, questions with kids.
2: Hey there, I'm Pastor Brian, and it's time for questions for kids. Myla from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma asks, If I'm a Christian, do I have to go to
1: church?
2: Myla, I would say, technically, yes. Uh, The Bible tells us that we should gather together other believers. There's a passage in Hebrews that says we should not forsake gathering together. So, I mean, technically, if you press me and just give me a yes or no answer to this, I would have to give you a yes. But I'm not going to end there because this is a much more important answer to give to you. The real issue here is what we should want to do. So whether I have to go to church is really irrelevant in my opinion. I think the battle here is that we should want to go to church. We should love gathering together with other believers, learning. And encouraging others We should really hunger To be around our friends Who also believe in Jesus And value going to church So if you and I were talking Right now one on one My question back to you is this Why would you not want to go to church Why do you feel like you have to And try to connect with you on that level To help you see The beauty Of this thing called the church That God has given us and I want you to value it and cherish it. You know, it's kind of like in my marriage. I have a wife, her name is Sarah. Do I have to love her? Do I have to give her a, a gift on our wedding anniversary? Well, yeah, a no way. But if I'm doing that because I have to, then I'm missing it. I don't think my wife would want me to tell her, hey, I had to give you this gift on our anniversary. Here you go. I don't think that would resonate with her heart. She wants me to want to do it. And God wants the same from us. He wants us to want to gather with this family created for us called the church. So that's really where I'd encourage you to consider the heart posture that you have for a church. Do you love it? Do you value it? And if you do, the question you ask oh, I have to really becomes, it So here's a question back for you Can you think of a time when you were encouraged by meeting together with other believers?
1: The next slide has our question, I think. Nope, it doesn't. Okay, that's fine. So can anybody give me a time that you were encouraged to come as you came together with your church family? Anybody wanna share anything? This is your testimony at your mic time. You can say it straight from where you're at. So any time that you guys have been discouraged, that you've come to church and your church family has lifted you guys up,
3: I think, uh, for me personally, that when COVID hit and the town just kind of shut down and churches went online, uh, it really resonated with me how much I needed to be around actual people. Even if I didn't talk to anybody, but gathering together with actual people and with God, I realized just how special that is to actually be able to do that once we can gather again. And realizing that
1: online is better than nothing at all, but it's not the same. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we a lot of us can say that. And I know that the group in the back, the leaders that we were doing the online, let me tell you, it's a little weird to be singing and talking to an empty room. It's kind of hard to teach that way. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. Anybody else have anything? It helped you. So what she's just said was she went to a church in the neighborhood that didn't have kids. And coming to Journey and being with other kids, it's helped her. So I can I could say that absolutely makes a difference to have peers, to have friends there with you going through it. Amariah came up here the other night to help get ready. And she's like, where are all my friends? There's no one here. And of course, where are the donuts, of course. But the first question were, where are all my friends? Okay, we're here to go through life together. When you have something medical going on, we're here to go through life together. If you have a lot of chaos going on in life, No one can pray for you if we don't know. So we're here to go through that together. I can say I have a group of of friends that could see my nervousness today because this is not my forte. Talking to the kids? That's me. But this is a totally different level. And my friends today, my church family could see that. And they stopped what they were doing to pray with me. That's important for you to have that. So yes, coming to church together, that's a big deal. So um, our, our key passage, um, this unit, is the Great Commission. Okay? So we're going to read this together. Okay? You guys can help me read it together, right? Right? Everybody awake? Everybody awake? All right. All right. All right. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you, and remember, I am with you always to the end of age, 28, 19 through 20, the great We're being sent. He says, go. He doesn't say stay at home. He doesn't say set in the seat. He says, go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, right? God's still moving. God is still alive today. And he calls us to share that with others. So, but the great thing is He also says, I'm with you. I'm with you always. So whether you're feeling alone, you're feeling scared, you're feeling that fear, no matter what's going on, he's with you. Okay? So I do have, is the next one a video? Okay. So I have the video with the memory verse. Um, this is the little kids version so that you guys can also see how we get the little kids interacting. This is going to be everybody up on your feet. There is going to be some motion. So we're going to need you guys to dig down, be awake, be alert. Everybody. Yeah, everybody up. All right. All right. So we're going we're gonna to work together to get uh, to learn the memory verse together. Jeff, I'm ready. Teaching them to observe everything I have committed. You, you, twenty eight, nineteen, and twenty. Nice. Thank you guys for being sports on that. We appreciate that. So um, as we um, now are going to split into our Bible discussion, you guys can huddle in your groups. Um, and as we talk about this, you guys can all meet with your leader here, um, you huddle around in your little circle so you guys can chat about it as we're doing this, okay? Ms. Hadley, you want to come down here with Anna Lee? Come on, come on, come on, everybody down here. All right. All right. So I think I have some questions up there. All right. So the first question, what did Paul acknowledge was the problem for Timothy? Anybody remember? Do you guys remember? He was young. That could be looked at as as, uh, a problem or some people could look at it as a problem, right? What? What did you say? No. So, um, so re- Timothy was young. So that was one of the, that was part of the answer. So it's often hard to lead and teach people, right? Um, when you're when those that are older are there with you. So our verse: Don't let anyone think less of you. Because you are young. Okay? You know what that's telling you guys? That you guys can do great things. Right? You don't have to be old like all of us to do great things. Right? Right? So you guys can do great things too. Okay? So what did Paul say a young person can do to set an example for people both younger and older than you? You guys can talk together. Okay? What do you guys think? Yeah. How to treat people? How to treat people? All right. So, our next verse First Timothy 4:12b says, "Be an example to all believers in what you say and the way you live and what you say and what you say and what you say and what you live." In your love, right, to love others, to have faith and purity. So how you live, what you say, right, what you do, right, showing love. God calls us all to love. God is love, right? All right, so our next question is, where do we get the power to live a life that points people to Jesus, Anybody have that one for me? The Holy Spirit, right? That's the greatest. You can, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-discipline. God empowers us. That's what that's saying. That's what that's saying. So 2 Timothy 1.7, all right. So hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you've learned from me, a pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ, Jesus. Jesus. Through that power of the Holy Spirit who live within us, carefully guard that precious truth that has been entrusted to you. So God calls us to guard what he's given us. Do you know how to do that? Do you guys know? Have you ever heard, be careful little eyes, what you see? Be careful little ears, what you hear. Right? You got to be careful with that. God calls us to, to protect that. It's a precious gift. All right. So next, are you guys ready? Okay. Are you guys ready? I don't think you guys are ready. Are you ready? Yeah. How about you? Are you guys ready? All right. I've got a secret mission for you. Are you guys ready? JJ, this is where I need your help. Okay. I'm Sending you guys out on a mission. All right. While you guys are working on this mission, you're going to need the supplies that's in this box. Okay. Do you think you can handle it? It's a little heavy. Think you got it? All right, Amy, Annalee, you guys are on mission. Each one of you guys are on mission. I'm gonna go back. Miss Anna Anna will lead you guys back. You guys are gonna work together on mission, all right? Thank you, Taylor. All right, go have some fun, all right? So as we send the kids out on mission, I want to, I thought this was a good opportunity, um, since I have the mic today, (laughs) for me to tell a little bit about myself. So I grew up in church all my life. Um, My um, parents, my mom was really involved in church. Um, She was my missionette leader. You know, we were very involved. Um, As I became a tween... That they label it now um, I, I was helping with the little kids okay I did the puppets, puppet ministry. you know, I was active and involved that way. Um, as I became a teenager, I walked away um, and I didn't come back until I had kids. Um, I met my husband. Um, He joined the military. We moved away. We were on this great adventure of life. Had a baby. He went overseas. I came home. Okay? I came home and stayed with my parents because I needed help because I had a brand new baby. And um, so as I was at home, that's when God started working on me again. I wanted my kids to know God. That was really important to me. But remember, my husband wasn't a believer. So when he came home, um, we moved to DeSoto. Didn't know anyone. And my mom calls me and she says, Hey, I just found out that there's a guy that you went to high school with that's a team leader at a church in DeSoto. Crazy, right? Small world. That happened to be Rick. Rick. Okay. So I started talking with a neighbor. She wanted to go to church. Still couldn't get Brad in. He wasn't sold. So my neighbor and I went to church. We went a few weeks and then finally I'm like, Hey, Rick's there. You should come and see him. Just just try it out. So Brad comes. It was a process, but he, he did come. And um he wouldn't have came had there wa- wouldn't have been a familiar face there. Okay. So because we had that connection that brought us back to the same place, God had a plan. Um, so all that time that I walked away, God still had a plan. So... Rick and Andy start talking about the vision of Journey. And Brad and I felt the calling to join that mission. Okay, and this is where God really started working on me. Because at this point, I, I I was young. I'm not now. <laughs> my son tells me that often. Um, I was young. I had two young kids. But the passion for my kids to know God was really the driver, and he kept, God kept telling me, Melissa, you need to get involved, you need to get involved, I'm like, I'll be a helper, I'll be a helper, I'll be a helper, no, you need to, you need to get more involved, why, God, why do you need, why do you want me to do that, I walked away from you, I'm not meant, I'm shy, I don't talk in front of people, for real, that was who I was then, So, it it was a battle. It was an argument. Um, And then Rick says, how about you partner with Richie? So, sure, I'll partner with Richie. Well, God had a bigger plan. Richie stayed for a bit. We did the fall festival, and that's when I was like, okay, God. Our first activity was on the back parking lot of our church um, with... We bopped for apples and everything. And I walked away and I went, this is where I'm supposed to be. Whatever you want, God. So that leads me to here. Okay. Even when you think that God wouldn't want you or wouldn't want to use you, he can use you in great ways. Okay. He has big plans for journey. We have a lot of seats that need filled at our table. We have big missions planned for, for DeSoto. And so don't let the devil win by just speaking into your ear that there's someone better. Okay. So that's my story. Um, I will say the gospel project is amazing. It leads back to Jesus every time. So that was one of the things that I I learned all the stories as a kid, but they were separate stories. The gospel project brings it all together and points everything back to Jesus. I want to say thank you for... uh, giving me your children um, for letting us as teachers and um, have that time but remember we're here to partner with you guys so if there are things that you need for your kids if there are moments that um, that they need someone they need extra prayers you know that kind of thing you know Lisa had mentioned before um, on Jenny, um, she just talked about some fear that she was feeling. You know, I didn't realize the impact that that little devotional made. Think I have a picture up? No. Nope. Is there there? Um, this is Jenny, four years later, reading to her little sister about not living in fear. Okay these are some of the fruitful things that I'm now seeing. You know, a lot of times it's hard work as a leader. Um, I had no idea that this precious moment happened until Lisa spoke about it at church. Um, And it kind of just, it reminds you, God's got a purpose. He's got a plan. So just as that, um, the other, can you go back to the other picture? This is Miss Hadley. She's six. She's a sweet, sweet girl. She's a little sister. Gunner was being baptized this day. You can't exactly see all the chaos happening around. Service is over. She's standing at the baptismal, scared at this point. She's not sure what's happening. Water's dripping off the steps. And all the chaos of the family, because you guys had everyone here. It was, it was amazing, just the way it should be. But she is standing there with all this chaos around. And she, she's scared, staring at the steps as they're dripping water. And I saw that moment, and I said, I went over to her, and I got to speak those five truths to her. And it brought peace to her, calmed her, and it also gave a moment to make it real to her. These are, you don't see this every week, just so you know. There are moments that you send the kids downstairs because they're misbehaving, whatever. They're not all great moments, okay? But that's a seed that God's planted, And those classes before, as we've talked about this, when you think they're not listening as they're coloring, because that's what Ms. Hadley does most of the time, she's coloring, she's hearing it though. And that moment right there was a seed that was planted that can set her in her future mission. So thank you guys for for letting me have time with your kids. Um, Miss Lisa. All
3: right. Thank you so much, Melissa, for sharing the gospel project with us this morning. And, um, I just want to say a huge thank you to you and Lee and Amy. The kids staff here is amazing. There's three of them. And the work that they do is phenomenal. And I get goosebumps, literal goosebumps, when I think about how God has, other people already in mind in this church to join them on this mission, and it's going to be unbelievable. I know it is. God's got great plans um, to watch these kids grow in Christ, and it's just super exciting. So, um, as she mentioned, God does have a plan for each one of us. Um, I hope that you have been praying about our ministry fair that we have going on. So, I'm going to release you guys in just a few minutes, and you can head back there. Even if it's just for five minutes, if it's for an hour, whatever, meet with our leaders, find out everything that's happening behind the scenes, and figure out exactly how God's going to use you. Um, Be praying about it. You don't have to commit to anything today, but definitely be praying about um, how God is going to help you build his kingdom. So is it okay with you guys if I pray over you right now? Is that okay? Okay, let's do it. God, I'm so grateful for each and every person in this room. God, I know that you have a plan for their lives. I know that you have a reason why you have them sitting in this chair here today. God, even if they don't understand it or we don't understand it, God, I just pray that you enlighten us, that you open our eyes and our hearts and our minds to see exactly how you want to use us so that we can continue to grow your kingdom. God, I pray for... Um, everyone as they walk around in the ministry fair and that they just experience the hearts of the leaders, um, that we always try to focus on you and what your will is, and just to encourage one another and live out that plan um, for our church and our community. God, I pray that as they go on through during the week to work or to school, wherever they may be going, that you just continue to be with each member of this church that you give them the strength, help them to remember that they're never alone in walking in this mission um, to grow your kingdom. Thank you so much for your teaching today and your Bible that continues to give us strength and the knowledge that we need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, you're dismissed. Enjoy.